This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. We now present... George Edwards in Frankenstein. Aboard the good ship Voyager, Baron Frankenstein is confined to his cabin, recovering from the effects of hardship and exposure. During his convalescence, he tells the story of his tragic experiences to Captain Walton, the master of the vessel. Improving a little, Baron Frankenstein. For wonder, it's not snowing. Perhaps before it's going to set in soon. Then you will have to take your vessel back to England, and you will leave me here. We shall certainly not leave you here. Oh, but you must. I cannot return to civilization until I am sure that the monster of my creation is dead. Let me plead with you, Baron Frankenstein. You were in the last stages of exhaustion when you came aboard this vessel. We have nursed you back to health and strength. Come back to England with us. Forget about the monster. I feel sure that he has perished out there in the blizzard. Oh, if only I could feel sure. Tell me some more of your story. What happened after you had destroyed the companion you were making for the monster? Did I not tell you that the monster returned and threatened me? He swore that he would see me again on the day that I returned to my wife? Yes, I remember that. And did you leave the island then? I arranged with my friend Ernst Claval that we should leave the island a few days later. And when the supply vessel called, some men were sent ashore to carry our effects to the ship. This vessel was under the command of a door, Scottish captain called MacDougall. He came ashore and spoke with us, Claval, and myself. We can put you ashore at Southampton. That is as far as we're going this trip. Oh, that will do nicely. Are you uh, agreeable to that, uh, Claval? Oh, we must be agreeable. No other boat will call here for a month. Well, we must go and get one. Uh, tell me, Captain MacDougall, is your vessel uh, watched? Uh, what do you mean by that, Baron Frankenstein? Has anyone else tried to get aboard the vessel? But certainly not. The vessel is moored about a hundred yards from the shore, and only one boat came ashore. No one will get into that boat but you two passengers. Oh, I am glad to hear that. I did not know that there was anyone else on the island. There is one other person on the island, but he must not leave here. Uh, who is he? Uh, that matters not. But he is an enemy of mine. Uh, is everything already earned? So my briefcase has been left in the cottage. I will only detain you for a moment, Captain. I will go and get it myself. Very well, Mr. Val. We will wait for you. Uh, do not be too long, Ernst. I, I want to get off this island as soon as possible. Oh, I will only be a few minutes. Now, Captain McDougall, I would like you to give your crew instructions to see that no one, bar her, Mr. Val, and myself, attempts to board this vessel. It is imperative that the monster should remain here. Perhaps he will die of starvation. What monster is this of which you speak, Baron Frankenstein? A huge, deformed creature. A murderer. A murderer? On this island? Do not worry your head, Captain. As long as that creature is not allowed to board your vessel, as long as we keep a watchful eye, there is nothing to fear. I am hopeful that I will never see or hear of him again. <laughs> <laughs> Ernst, what does it mean? Call some of your men. Come quickly. Follow me. 
Tell me more, Baron Frankenstein. Had Ernst Reval really been attacked? Together with Captain McDougal, we hurried to the cottage. I flung open the door and dashed in. And then a dreadful sight met my eyes. On the floor in the far corner lay the huddled body of Ernst Claval. I dashed over to him and This is the monster's work. Oh, Ernst, my friend, I, I should have known. I should have known. Let me see the man. Look at him, Captain McDougal. He is dead. And look on those cruel bruises. Those marks on his throat. This is the monster's work. He has carried out his promise. Those that I love are to be slain. This is my punishment. But who is this frightful creature? Let me order my men to suffering. The island is small. We must find them. Yes, we must find him. Arm your men with firearms. Tell them to shoot outside. But what does the creature look like? A cruel, evil monster. Much bigger than an ordinary man. With long, yellow fangs that show between his lips. The monster of hideous cruelty. Oh, he must be found and slain. But who is he? What is his name? He has no name. I created him. You created him? You created this monster, Baron Frankenstein? It is the truth. Go, man. Tell your men to judge for this monster. Tell them to slay him. Leave me here with my friend, Ernst. Will you be safe here? I will be safe. Although I pray for death. Go, Captain. I beg that you strive to find the monster and slay him. I will gather my men at once. We'll stop the island thoroughly. You had better return to the vessel as soon as possible, Baron Frankenstein. I will see you there. Oh, Ernst, my friend. The truest friend that man ever had. Had I but heeded your advice, you would have been alive today. But I think... I usurp the right of God, and for that sin, I am praying dearly. Now I have lost my friend. I know that my wife is in danger. Oh, mighty Father in heaven, I know that I have sinned. I beg for thy forgiveness. I ask that I may live to avenge those who have died because of my crime. Hear thou my prayer, my father. Well, Baron Frankenstein, was the monster found on the island? Captain McDougall and his men searched the island thoroughly, but there was no trace of the monster. He had not even left the footprint. Where he was hiding, I do not know, because later on I joined in the search, and I could not find him. At last, heartbroken and weary, I left the island, taking with me the body of my beloved friend, Ernst Laval. The vessel set sail... And in due time, I landed at Southampton. Then I made arrangements to go home. And at last, I arrived in Geneva once again. On arriving there, I found my wife eagerly awaiting me. She greeted me happily. Victor! Oh, my heart is almost bursting with joy. To see you again after all these months. Oh, my darling. Oh, Elizabeth, I am so happy to feel my arms about you once again. Let me look at you. Have you fully recovered from your illness? Have you forgotten the nightmares and the horrors of the past? I am well, Elizabeth. That is not the truth, Victor. You look drawn and very pale. I have had a long and tiring voyage, but I will be better soon. What ails you? And where is Ernst? Is he not come with you? Ernst, uh, is not uh, returning. Not returning? I left him in England. Uh, he sent you with his love. That is strange. I thought he would come back to you. Oh, do not question me now, Elizabeth. I am tired. But tell me of yourself. Have you been happy here? Oh, how could I be happy while you were away from me? But I looked forward to the day when you would return. Have you seen anything of the monster? Not a sign. I am living in hopes that he has perished, that we will never hear from him again. Have there been any reports that he has been around here in the last few days? How did you think that? Have you seen anything of him during your travels? I saw him once. He followed you? Oh, do not be worried, Elizabeth. I had so hoped that the horrible creature was dead. Why are you looking so worried, Victor? What has happened? Well, you must be guided by me, Elizabeth. I beg that you will not leave the house unaccompanied. Stay by my side always. And... Whatever you do, wherever you go, if you do leave my side, carry this pistol with you. A pistol? Victor, what is it that you fear? What is it that I fear? 
Don't you know? I fear that the monster may return. I know that he is not dead. You know that he is not dead? I told you that I... I've seen him. But why should you think that he will attack me? Oh, please do not question me now, Elizabeth. But do as I say. Promise that you will not be alone for any length of time. And if you hear anything which frightens you, promise on your word of honor that you will call for help at once. But do you think that that will be necessary? Oh, it is necessary. And please always carry that pistol with you. Do not hesitate to use it if necessary. This is most alarming. I wish you would be frank with me, Victor. Tell me why you think the monster will attack me. He is a blood-crazed and human creature. We must be on our guard. We must try to kill him before he does any further damage. Any further damage? Has he committed another murder since you left here? Oh, can we not talk of something else, Elizabeth? I am so worried, so terribly worried. The mere mention of the monster upsets me. And I thought that this holiday would help you to recover, and you would come back well and strong. But you seem worse than ever. I have never seen you show such fear. Well, I cannot help it. Oh, but be of good heart, Elizabeth. While I am here, I shall protect you. And if the monster comes, I swear he shall die. Why should you think the monster will come? Well, he threatened to come on the day that you and I were reunited. But I hope that he is on that lonely island in the Orkney. I do not think he can be here. Victor, did you hear that? Yes, I heard it. The monster's laugh. He has returned. Oh, Elizabeth, I am afraid. Proceed, Baron Frankenstein. Did you see anything of the monster that day? I'm afraid I I cannot tell you any more now, Captain. The telling of this story has tired me. Please, go and leave me. Very well. I will note what you have told me in the journal, and I will return to you when you feel more rest. Subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. It's alive! It's Frankenstein! Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein was gradually recovering his health under the care of the captain and the surgeon of the ship Voyager, which was icebound in northern waters. Each day, Baron Frankenstein told Captain Walton some of his story, and the captain duly noted these facts in his journal.
Perhaps you would care to have another look through my journal, Baron Frankenstein. You may desire to make some further corrections. If you will leave your journal here, I will go through it, Captain Walton. On looking through the porthole, I notice that the weather is improving. Yes, it is noticeably warmer, too. I think the thaw will set in at any day. Then at last we can proceed on our journey to England. I trust you will be accompanying us, Baron. I doubt it. Strange that neither you nor your crew have seen any sign of the monster. Perhaps trust that the monster no longer lives. I must make sure before I return. I think that very soon I will be able to go up on deck. I am feeling so much better. The sergeant says that within a few days you may be able to go up on deck. Now, would you care to tell me some more of your story? Or let me see, Dr. Journalist. Ah, I was telling you how I returned home to my wife. I was afraid to tell her of the death of Ernst Claval. And I was terrified that the monster would keep it from us and appear on the day that I was reunited with Elizabeth. While we were talking, we suddenly heard a ghastly laugh, and I knew that the monster had kept his promise. Elizabeth clung to me in terror, and I said, Now, Elizabeth, you understand why I must guard you carefully. The monster has returned, and he has designed on your life. But I thought that he had promised never to take another human life. He did not keep his promise, nor did I keep mine. <laughs> I will carry this pistol, Victor, and we will take every precaution to try and protect ourselves. Oh, the monster will not kill me. He desires me to live on and suffer. Oh, but I am afraid for you. Tomorrow, you shall leave here. You will go to England. Think not that the monster would follow me. Oh, I am safer with you, Victor. We must not depart it again. Oh, it is my fault that we are suffering all this misery. We have each other. We must do all in our power to rid the world of this foul creature. I will send a message to the Burgomaster at once. I will ask him to send his best man here to act as a bodyguard, and together we shall plan to bring about the downfall of the monster. You must send one of the servants with a message at once. Oh, Elizabeth, until that monster dies, we are to spend our days in terror and abject misery. Let us pray that we shall escape with our lives. Well, Baron Frankenstein... Did the Burgomaster send someone to protect you from the monster? A man called Fabian was sent to the house. He took up his quarters there, and he acted as our bodyguard. But I assure you, Captain Walton, that my wife and I experienced misery, terror, and suspense such as is known to few mortal beings. Every footstep, every sound caused us to start. We were prisoners in our own home. Still, there was no sign of the monster. There came a day when I sent for the man, Fabian. I discussed with him the best plans for finding the vile creature which was endangering our existence. When Fabian came into the room, I said, Oh, uh, be seated, Fabian. Tell me, uh, where is the baroness? She has gone to her room to rest. I saw that her door was locked, Baron Frankenstein. Do you think we need an extra bodyguard in the house? Well, it might be advisable to have another man here. Fortunately, we are all armed. The Baroness never goes anywhere without her pistols. And you and I carry two pistols. Do you think the monster is somewhere in the ground? I have had the ground searched each day, and still there is no sign of the monster. 
I do not know where he can be. Let us send a message to the burgomaster and ask him to send another man here. We will do that at once. I feel that we will receive a visit from the monster at any time. And if there is an extra man here, we will have more chance of overpowering and killing the creature. I will give the message to the What ails you, Baron Frankenstein? Why, the door will not open. Let me see. Why? It is locked from the outside. Was the key on the outside of the door? It must have been, but I did not place it there. Well, who could have locked us in? Surely the monster is not here. We will have to break our way out of here. My wife, she is upstairs in her room. We must get out of here at once. <laughs> Dr. Elizabeth. Help me to break this door open. It is a heavy door. Oh, this is to try to save herself. And we were too late. We were locked down in the library. I must go for help at once. Oh, we are helpless. No one can prevail against the group which I created. He swore to kill my wife, and now he has kept his promise. You are distressed in the telling of this story, Baron Frankenstein. Shall I leave you alone? I shudder now, as I recall the horror of that moment. As the realization came to me that my beloved wife had been murdered... I felt as if I had murdered her myself. But I shall live to avenge her. The monster must die. What is that? Footsteps that I know so well. The monster is here on the ship. Are you armed, Captain? I am not. We meet again, Frankenstein. And I can lock this door behind me. Why have you come here? I hope that you were dead, you vile murdering creature. I have no sympathy for you, only hatred and loathing. Stand where you are, Captain. I hold you firmly. You tremble. Let me go. If you call for help, you shall die. Why should you kill me? I have done you no harm. You have said that your sympathies are all with Frankenstein. But do you not realize that I also have suffered? Our quarrel is almost over, Frankenstein. I have come to tell you that I will slay no more of your friends. Unless they seek to slay me. I have but one life to claim now. Whose life is that? Yours, Frankenstein. The creature shall kill the creator. The monster shall destroy the man who created him. Mark that well, Frankenstein. Before this ship leaves, you shall die. I only pray that before the ship leaves, I am given the strength to kill you. I will be content to die when you are dead. Think not to escape me, Frankenstein. Your life and mine are bound together. I go now, but be prepared. The end may not be far distant. Go after him, Captain. Oh, quick. Bid your men shoot him down. No. No. I cannot go after him, Baron Frankenstein. I do not think that anyone can kill that monster. And he has sworn to kill all who strive to slay him. Oh. You must despise me and think me a coward. I do not think that. I understand. But go on deck, Captain. Tell your men to keep a close guard. And whatever you do, see that the officers are armed. And carry a firearm yourself. 
then return to me and I will continue my story. into Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. It's alive! It's Frankenstein! We now present George Edwards in Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein was gradually recovering his health, and he was telling his story to his friend Captain Walton on the ship Voyager, which was icebound somewhere near the North Pole. On one occasion, just after Frankenstein had described the death of his wife, the monster appeared on the ship. He went to the cabin, and there he attacked Captain Walton. Frankenstein advised the captain to carry firearms in future and to let his crew do the same. The next day, Captain Walton again visited Frankenstein's cabin. Red Captain, what news? The ship is carefully guarded, Baron Frankenstein. We have seen no sign of the monster. He swore that he would return here to kill me. He cannot board this vessel now without being seen. I have placed men on guard all over the vessel. Oh, that monster is almost a devil. You do not know what he can do. I must apologize to you because of the abject fear which I showed yesterday. You need not apologize, Captain. All men show fear when they see the monster. I am his creator, and I am afraid. Did you say that the monster is impervious to bullets? I did not say that. He has certainly been wounded twice, but he has recovered. He is so strong. Well, if we have another visit from him, it shall be his last. I swear that we shall kill him. I hope so. Do you feel you are able to tell me what happened after the death of your beloved wife? Well, the bodyguard Fabian and myself found my wife's body at the foot of the stairs. I picked the body up tenderly and bore it to another room while Fabian went for assistance. I looked at the still form of my wife. Then I knelt down and prayed. I prayed that I be granted life so that I may destroy the monster which I created. Has not my punishment been enough? Have not others suffered because of my sin? When will my suffering cease? Oh, Elizabeth, my beloved wife, I will live to avenge you and to avenge those who have died because of my evil work. I kept my promise, Frankenstein. What? You here? You cannot move. The creature is stronger than the creator. I hold you fast. Oh, so great is my hatred that it gives me strength. I shall free myself. I shall kill you. Hear me, little man. I despise you. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Hear me. Did you not condemn me to a life without a mate, without a companion? Did you not create me and make me an object of hatred and contempt? Now all men are against you. They know that you created me. They know that you have brought misery to others. Therefore, you will become an object of hatred and contempt. You are now without a wife. I killed her. That is her still body lying on the bed. Suffer now as I have suffered, Frankenstein. Oh, if only I had to kill you. You have not the strength. In your foolishness, you have made your creature stronger than yourself. My work is done now. I am leaving here. I cannot make you suffer more. I know that every man's hand will be against you, and you will be an outcast just as I am. Where, where are you going? Who knows? I shall wander the world. Mayhap I will find someone as hideous as myself. Someone who will be a companion to me. Wherever you go, I shall follow you. If it be to the ends of the earth, I will not be content to rest until I have destroyed you. Have a care that I do not destroy you. I shall do it now. Kill you, my fingers about your throat. Oh, my... 
Why do you not kill me? It would be a master release. But I should not die happily, knowing that you still live. You shall live on. You shall suffer as I have suffered. Mayhap we shall meet again. We shall meet again, I swear it. But tell me, have you the powers of evil? How is it that you were able to find us? How is it that you were able to get into the house? <laughs> I laughed as I watched you searching for me. You did not think that I could find shelter on the roof, that I could lower myself into the window of this room? Your wife slept. But she heard me as I came through the window. She started up and seized her pistol. She fired, but her aim was wild. She did not struggle much, Frankenstein. Then I took her body and hurled it down the stairs. You have been on the roof all the time? I have. Oh, Frankenstein, I have death with it, but... Why? The monster, shoot him. You shall not kill me. Oh, he knows my other side. Then you let me go now. He's choking me. Oh, let me go. Do not kill him. He shall die. All my enemies shall die. Do not approach Frankenstein. With one hand I can slay this man. With the other I hold you at bay. Oh, do not kill that man. He shall die. Oh, dear. Uh, it is the pleasure to make men die. One man gave me life, but I have given death to many. Help, help. The man's struggles grow weaker, Frank. You cannot aid him now. I hurl him aside. And thus another of my enemies has died. I hurl you aside. And I say farewell. Seek not to find me. My work here is done. Oh, come back. I must have further speech with you. I must find some way to make peace with you. You will have peace if you do not try to follow me. What happened, Baron Frankenstein? Did the monster make his escape? He climbed through the window. And with surprising agility, scrambled onto the roof. I could not go after him, but I called for help. When I turned, I saw the body of my wife lying on the bed, and the body of the man, Fabian, lying on the floor. Oh, in words cannot express my utter horror and remorse. I think I wept and hurled myself on the floor in a frenzy of agony. Presently, the door opened, and the burgomaster entered. As soon as he saw me... Baron Frankenstein, what has happened? Oh, if you have a pistol, dare shoot me. Put an end to my life. I cannot live on. What has happened to Fabian? He is dead. Murdered by the monster. My wife is also dead. Murdered by the monster, which you say you created. I did create him. And may God forgive me for that sin. It seems that my suffering is never to end. I am guilty of the murder of these innocent people. For months we have been striving to find that monster and to destroy him. If you are his creator, as you say, then it is your responsibility to find him and destroy him, Baron Frankenstein. I know it. I have communicated with the authorities, and there is talk of ordering your arrest. If you created a devil, you should be punished. Oh, have I not been punished enough? The people of the village murmur against you. They say that you should be hanged for these murders. Oh, I feel that I am going mad. I know that I turned this murderer loose upon society, that while he lives there may be other murders. Therefore, I swear a sacred oath that while there is bread in my body, while I live, I should devote my life to tracking him down. We feel that if you remain here, the monster will remain. That other lives will be in danger. So all men are against me. I am to suffer as my creature has suffered. I am to know what it is to be a fugitive, an object of hatred and scorn. It seems that his revenge is indeed complete. I advise you for your own sake to leave here today. I will leave very soon. Spare me a few minutes so that I may pray beside the body of my beloved wife. Then will my journey commence. Where it will take me, I know not. But if it be to the end of the earth, I will find him and destroy him. Oh, would that I destroyed him before I gave him life. So be it, Baron Frankenstein. I will see that you are not molested before you leave the village. Oh, await me downstairs. I will join you in a few minutes. So, Baron Frankenstein, you were forced to leave your native village. Yes. When I left my home, my first act was to try and find some clue by which I might trace the steps of my fiendish enemy. I wandered to the cemetery, and I prayed a while by the grave of the child William. Then I heard a sound behind me. I looked up, and it was the monster watching me. He did not speak, but fled away, and I pursued him, only to lose him. But he left a trail of death and disaster wherever he went, and for many months the ceaseless pursuit went on. Sometimes I would almost come up with him, 
Once, when I was traveling by night, the broad disk of the moon arose, and it shone upon a huge, ghastly, distorted sheep which fled before me with more than mortal speed. I went to the coast, and by a strange chance, I saw the fiend hide himself in a vessel bound for the Black Sea. I took my passage in the same ship, but he escaped, I know not how. I traveled to the wilds of Tartary and Russia, and once I came upon a peasant's home in the wilds of Tartary. I saw the peasant standing outside his cottage. He was wringing his hands in terror. He said, I have seen the devil himself. A strange, horrid fiend. Tell me, my friend, what have you seen? The devil himself, I tell you, sir. A huge, shambling creature with a countenance more hideous than I have ever seen. He forced his way into my cottage, took all my food, ate it himself, and placed his cold, clammy hands upon my throat. I screamed in mortal agony. Then he withdrew his hands and laughed. The most ghastly laugh that I have ever heard. Tell me, where did this creature go? I know not. He went out of my cottage, and I was afraid to follow him. Here, take the silver to compensate you for anything which the monster stole from you. I must be close to him. I feel my search will soon end. Oh, that laugh again. He will kill us. Do not let him kill me. My warrior is near me. Stand aside, man. This time he shall die. What happened, Baron Frankenstein? Did you shoot the monster? Ask me no more now. I am tired. Later on, I will tell you what happened on that fateful day. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. It's alive! It's Frankenstein! in Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein described his amazing adventures to Captain Walton of the ship Voyager. The Voyager had been icebound for many months, but the thaw was setting in, and the vessel was commencing to drift southward. Captain Walton brought this good news to the Baron. Our journey homeward is commencing. The ice is breaking up. There are several patches of water around the vessel. Very soon, we will be underway. I must leave the vessel at once. I know the monster is still alive. I cannot let you leave, Baron Frankenstein. You know that. You have no power to keep me here. Well, we are not making very much progress as yet. And I would sincerely like to hear the remainder of your story. I am writing it all in my journal. Well, I was telling you that in the wilds of Tartary... I encountered a peasant who was terrified because he had seen the monster. And when you were seeking to comfort the peasant, you heard the monster's laugh. Yeah, I threw my pistol and moved towards the door. To my surprise, the door opened and the monster appeared. My surprise was so great that I hesitated for a moment. And that hesitation was fatal. With incredible swiftness, the monster advanced and wrenched the pistol from my hand. And then he said... It is time that you and I spoke again, Frankenstein. You seem to have the powers of evil. Always you flee before me. Am I never to kill you? Shall I kill this peasant or will I bid him begone? I do not wish him to hear what we have to say. Go, fellow. Do not return here for some hours. Because you are my creator, so should you be my friend. We are both outcasts now. Can we not also be friends? I have thoughts just as other men. If I had a friend to whom I could speak and who could read to me and teach me many of the ways of the world, perhaps I would find some strange happiness. You cannot return to your world, Frankenstein, but you could find loyal faithful and honest friendship with me. You have murdered my wife, my friends, and made me an outcast in this world, and yet you dare to ask for friendship. Is your life happy now? I have never known a moment's happiness 
since I created you. And I have never known a moment's happiness since I was created. Do you not owe it to me to give me some peace and happiness? To give me friendship? To give me your ideas? I owe you nothing but hatred. Was it my fault that men shrink from me and strive to kill me? Is it my fault that I defended myself by killing them and thus earning further hatred? Did you not refuse to make for me a companion? I could not bring myself to do it. And because of that, my rage knew no bounds and I slew all whom you held dear. Now it is over. We are both outcasts, objects of hatred, scorn, and loathing. Let there be friendship between us, Frankenstein. I have sworn that I will never rest until I destroy that which I created. Mayhap I am to blame for many of the sufferings which you have endured. But the sin was mine. I created you. Now it is my solemn and holy duty to destroy you. And it is in my power to destroy my creator. You may destroy me. I will. But not until you have experienced further suffering. You must pursue me. You must live the same lonely life as I live. And perhaps I will receive a strange pleasure knowing that I have made my creator suffer. And perhaps I am receiving a strange pleasure, knowing that you are paying for your sins, knowing that all men are still against you, and will always be against you. But I admit the crime was mine in giving life to you. And my only purpose in living now is to end that life. Mayhap you will never end it. Farewell once again, my master. I offered you my friendship. I offered to live at peace with you, and you refused. Why should a man hate that which he has created? That is one of the things I will never understand. Farewell, Frankenstein. Until the next time. Did you pursue the monster that day, Baron Frankenstein? Well, he made his escape with incredible swiftness, and I set off after him. The search went on for many months. The monster seemed to take pleasure in leading me on. Sometimes, indeed, he left marks in writing on the barks of trees or cut in stone that guided me and instigated my fury. I pursued my journey to the northward. The snow thickened, and the cold increased in a degree almost too severe to support. On and on we climbed, and occasionally I was rewarded by a glimpse of my deadly enemy. I realized that I was being led towards the frozen wastes of the north, and I procured sledge and dogs, traveling across the icy wastes and occasionally finding clues of the inhuman devil which I had created. Then I lost him, and for a while I despaired of my own life. My dogs died. I wandered through the snow and the blizzard, gradually finding my way to the ship where you gave me your kindness and hospitality, Captain Walton. A strange and dreadfully tragic story, Baron Frankenstein. Uh, this story is not over yet. You know now why I cannot return to England with you. There is no place for me in the haunts of men. I must kill the monster and then I will be content to die. Who is there? Uh, Mr. Boyd, sir. The men is beginning to sit. The ice is breaking more rapidly now, Captain. I think you had better come up on deck. Very well, I shall come up now. I must leave the vessel. Make arrangements for me to be put ashore, Captain. You cannot leave the vessel, Baron Frankenstein. That would be madness. I must. You realize that I cannot let that monster roam about killing people at will? You must excuse me for a moment. You will be safe here in your cabin. You are not yet strong enough to leave your bunk. I will return and discuss the matter with you later. Come, Mr. Boyd. Signs of the monster? We have seen nothing for the past few days. I am glad. 
We are gradually gathering speed and making our way through the ice. By tomorrow, we should be well on the journey homewards. Then I do not think we will have any more to fear from the monster. But what of Baron Frankenstein? Are we taking him with us? Of course. You do not think we could leave him here? Oh, the men are afraid of him, sir. They say that he is responsible for bringing that evil monster aboard. They say all their lives are in danger. I beg of you, put Baron Frankenstein ashore. He'll be an evil influence during the voyage. I am the commander of this vessel, Mr. Boyd. Baron Frankenstein is my friend. The men have been inactive all the while the ship has been icebound. They're ready for any mischief, and they've been grumbling lately. Well, you've started our homeward journey now. They fear that Baron Frankenstein, and they fear this monster. They say that the Baron must be put ashore. And I refuse. You do not know Baron Frankenstein's story as I know it. That man has suffered. Admittedly, it was through his own sin. But he could not have realized what misery he was to bring into the world and into his own life. He has suffered enough. And I say that he is to stay aboard this ship until we reach England. If anyone attempts to harm him, they will answer to me. But what if that monster comes aboard? What if it means loss of life? All the officers are armed. If the monster comes aboard, we will shoot. Uh, it would be easy for the monster to come aboard. There is ice all around the ship. There is water on one side of the ship. We can watch the icebound side. And what if the crew mutiny? If the crew mutiny, they will be dealt with. Gather them here, and I will address them. All hands on deck! Let the officers stand with me, Mr. Boyd. So far, this voyage has been a success, and will not be marred by any signs of mutiny on the part of the crew. I was only trying to do my duty in telling you what the men felt, sir. I am aware of that, and I am going to deal with the men. I assume I have the loyalty of the officers. We will obey you, sir. But we are afraid of this monster. If you will remember, he once attacked me. I do remember that. All hands on deck now, sir. Men, it has been reported to me that some of you are showing signs of discontent. For the greater part of this voyage, you have all given me your loyalty, and you have assisted me to make the journey a success. I ask you now not to mar that voyage by any murmurs of mutiny. I am told that some of you are afraid of my friend and guest, Baron Frankenstein. There is no need for you to fear him. He is a gentleman who has suffered. I know his story, and I feel deeply for him. As regards the strange monster which has sometimes come aboard this vessel, I can assure you that all the officers are armed, and if he comes aboard, they will shoot. Attempt to mutiny and disobey my orders, then you will meet with the punishment that is given to mutineers. Now trust in me, men. I will take you back home safely. And remember, if any harm comes to my guest, Baron Frankenstein, the man who harms him shall die. That is all. Here may go. Baron Frankenstein, how did you get up here? I forced myself to leave my bed. I heard what you said, Captain. But your men need have no fear. I will go ashore now. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. We now present George Edwards in Frankenstein. Certain members of the crew of the Voyager objected to the presence of Baron Frankenstein on board. But Captain Walton addressed his crew and informed them that the Baron was his guest. Then, to the surprise of everyone, Baron Frankenstein tottered up onto deck. He was weak and ill, and he supported himself with difficulty. He informed Captain Walton that he intended to leave the ship immediately. 
Frankenstein, I cannot allow you to go ashore. This is no affair of yours, Captain Walton. You dare not keep me here against my will. Besides which, your crew do not desire to have me aboard the vessel. The crew will obey my orders. I have a duty to do. I cannot send the man to sudden death. Captain Walton, I appreciate your feelings, and I thank you for your friendship and for all that you have done for me. Do you not realize that life for me is over? I created a monster, and that monster has gradually destroyed me, torn down the structure which surrounded me, killed my friends, my loved ones, made me an outcast. I live only for one thing, to witness the death of the monster. If you take me back to civilization against my will, you will be condemning me to torture, knowing that all men hate and despise me because of the crime which I committed. I am already destroyed, although there is life in my body, and that life cannot be extinguished. It must not be extinguished until my creation has been destroyed. Now I beg of you, let me go. We shall not meet again. Very well, Baron Frankenstein. The choice is yours. You may leave this ship. There is still ice for you to walk across. I'll have a rope ladder lowered at once. But I shall always feel it on my conscience that I deserted you. Left you here to perish in the white waste of the Lord. For me, death will be a merciful release. So go, Captain. And when you return to England, you may publish the notes in your journal so that all may know that it is folly, that it is a grave sin to usurp the rights of God. I have suffered as men have seldom suffered. And when the monster dies, then shall I make atonement. To the members of your crew, I also say, farewell. I am glad that none of them had suffered because of my misdeeds. Now I must... Oh, no. He collapsed. I knew he had not the strength. I knew he should not have come on deck. What shall we do, Captain Walton? We cannot put him ashore in his present state, and yet we cannot remain here. The vessel must go on. I hardly know what to do. Uh, I think... Alan Frankenstein is trying to speak. I am to be cheated of my vengeance. I know it. I feel for the first time the icy clutch of death. Come close to me, Captain Walton, and hear what I say. What is it, Baron Frankenstein? Should you see the monster again, bid your men to fire and shoot to kill. I promise you I will do that. But we may never see the monster again. I must not die leaving him alive leaving him to wander the earth it is a fair for this is indeed my greatest punishment but you may not die let me give orders that you are carried down to the cabin there we will seek to revive you oh it is too late for that even now all grows dim oh god forgive me for the great sin which was mine let no others be punished because of my folly and my pride i have suffered because of my ambition, and I have paid the penalty. I go now to join my beloved Elizabeth, my friends, and I beg thy forgiveness, O oh Lord, that which I created has destroyed me. Now I go to my Creator, hoping for his abundant mercy. Is there anything we can do for you, Baron Frankenstein? Nothing, Captain Morton safe to keep a close watch for the monster. I commend my soul to God, and I beg that you consign my body to the dark, black waters. But is the only favor I ask. Ah, I am coming, Elizabeth. All these long and weary months have passed, and soon we shall meet again. Oh, Elizabeth, my loved one, my Lord. Uncover your head, Smith. Baron Frankenstein has passed away. They cannot receive his soul. Will you carry on to talk to his captain? His body shall be consigned. His body shall be consigned to the sea, and my journal shall tell of the horrors and the suffering which he underwent. Look, there, coming across the ice. The monster. Be ready with your pistols, men. He approaches the ship. See how he speaks across the ice. I am afraid. Show no fear. We are ready to deal with him. He's leaving the rope ladder. Shall we fire? Wait. Do not fire until I give the order. He's coming aboard. Wait until I give the word to fire. My master, my creator, what ails him? 
Let me speak to him. Foul monster. Baron Frankenstein is dead. Destroyed by your hatred and vice. Now you shall die. Fire, men. You would destroy me. The blood pours from my wounds. But I still have life. Let me look on the body of Frankenstein. Shall we fire again, Captain? No, wait. Frankenstein, you are dead. Victim of my hatred. Victim of your own selfishness. Oh, Frankenstein, I am filled with remorse. And yet soon I am to die. They have dealt me mortal wounds. Frankenstein, my creator... I mourn for you. You say you mourn for him, and yet you drove him to his death. Your diabolical vengeance destroyed your creator. Thank you that I do not deserve your sympathy. I swear that after the murder of Claval, I was heartbroken and overcome. I pitied Frankenstein and hated myself. But I discovered that he still sought for happiness. While I, his creature, could live on in misery and loneliness. Men have forced me to murder. Loneliness has made me bitter. And now he who gave me life is dead. I swear I was not born to hate. But men turned from me. And my creator would not hate me. He offered you death. Does any man seek death while he may yet find happiness in life? Frankenstein welcomed death. He sought only to live so that he might destroy you. There lies my creator, white and cold and dead. You hate me. All men hate me. But your hatred cannot equal that which I regard myself. I once sought the friendship of Frankenstein. Should there not be friendship between the creator and his creature? But because he is dead, so shall I die. Be men not to fire on me again. You can see that I am mortally wounded. Tell me, what was Frankenstein's last wish? His last wish was that his remains should be confined to the sea. His last wish shall be carried out, and I shall carry it out. Look you over the side of the vessel. See you not that deep black pool of water? That shall be the grave of Frankenstein and his creature. With my last remaining strength, I raise his body in my arms. A creature and creature will lie in cold death together beneath the dark, unfriendly ocean. The body happens. Shall we shoot him? No, he is soon to die. Let us watch. I am about to leave this world. And you are the last of human kind who will ever behold me. Even now you shrink from me with horror and loathing. And him whom I hold in my arms gave me this hideous form, condemned me to a life of loneliness. Yet he was my creator. And instead of loving his creature, he hated him, sought to destroy him. So I sought vengeance on all men. I turned against him who had given me life. Let's... Let every man learn of the story. Tell them the truth. Tell them that the hideous diabolical monster with whom all in turn had feelings just as other creatures. And by those feelings, so was he forced to wickedness and crime. Frankenstein, my master, that which you created is now to be destroyed. With falsehood strength, I carry you to your last cold, unfriendly resting place. Did I kill him, Captain Walton? No. He goes to his death of his own free will. And now, in some strange way, I feel sorry for this monster. He has excited my pity. I will not live. But Frankenstein goes with me where I go. I led him across the world, the creator following his creature. Still I am suffering. Still I know remorse because Frankenstein is dead. But I know the suffering which I feel now will soon be ended. Watch and rest assured that I die. Come, Frankenstein. I hold your cold body fast. As I destroyed you, thus will I destroy myself. Nevermore will man learn the secret of how to create man. Farewell, all mankind. 
Frankenstein and his creature now vanish forever from mortal ken. I have barely the strength to climb over the rail, bearing my burden, but I must die. We go now, Frankenstein, to know only peace and blissful freedom from suffering. Look on us, Captain. Let your men look on us. No other shall ever behold us. I go now with my This and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, wherever you get podcasts, or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>